Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. You want to be a speaker, trainer, a coach? I've got you. Antonio T. Smith Jr. is my name. You've probably heard of me. That's probably why you're here. I've been featured on Forbes awarded top 101 global developmental and training minds on Goldcast. It's just a wonderful ride for me, but I got here by speaking. And now at this point in my legacy, I'm not interested in how much money I make, more about how I make my money. Therefore, I am taking select people, people with stories, people with intensity, people who want to value personal development over money. This sounds like you. If your blood is boiling right now, then I may be speaking to you. If you have that story that you know would change the world, if you change somebody and now you're addicted to it and you want to do it more, if you want to speak in front of 10,000 people, or maybe you just want to be famous, get your name out there and change the world. However it may be, however it happens, Bureau of Diamond Speakers is for you. It's intense. I won't lie to you. I'm a very intense person. It's very affordable. Look in the show show notes, you'll see Bureau of Dominant Speakers. Click that link, and hey, let's dominate, because you can do it. 
And this is your boy. Always one of my favorite times to be back in the studio. Of course, this is the Secrets of Success podcast here in season four. I've been doing a few interviews, which I never really do or very rarely do, but I've been bringing on billionaires and millionaires, and I've got this wonderful guy. His name is Bo. I'm getting ready to introduce him. Well, let him introduce himself. But the name of this podcast, as you can see, is I Want Everyone to Have $10 Million with my man, Bo Henderson. Bo, tell us who you are. Hey, I'm Bo Henderson. Thanks so much, first, for having me on the show. But uh, Bo Henderson, I am CEO of Rich Life Advisors. And I'm really uh, – my big thing here that, that I love to talk about is, is hey, I want us all to have ten, even $100 million in the bank. I want us to do very well and have a great relationship with money, and I'm passionate about making money. But I also want to make sure we, we balance that with why are we doing that and are we living a life that, that's meaningful to us. So excited to be here to talk about it. Oh, man, that's pr- pretty awesome, man. I appreciate you. I mean, love your energy. We were talking off air, and we were vibing just real quick, man. And I, I just love how energy and successful people tend to go hand in hand. Once you break that right. down real quick about how people with high levels of energy and not just necessarily high level, but positive energy and success go hand in hand. What are your thoughts on that? You know, what I think it is, I think the the key there is that when we can find something, to me, it's something that we believe in. It's easy to be energetic and passionate about it. And people, people aren't, people are smart. They can tell when you believe in what you're talking about. So when it comes to success, making money, all other things, People will buy into something they know you believe in as opposed to you run into other people out there that are just trying to trying to fake it maybe for the wrong reasons, fake it till they make it, so to speak. Uh, but I think that's the key is it's really easy for me to be passionate about the things I believe in and really want to share with people. Yeah, man. You know, I'm glad you said that, the fake it till you make it. I mean, on one level, I get the concept, and of course, there is a way you can trick your brain, but here I, I'm with Gary V on this one, right? We need to stop, okay. stop trying to figure who we may get out there, do some practical steps, and move in the right direction. What do you feel about telling our audience how to move in the right direction, and what practical steps would you have for them in moving in the right direction? You know, I think to move in the right direction is one of the first things we have to do is we have to have some clarity. And what I mean by clarity is so many people, and this, is, this breaks my heart, really, and this has a lot to do with my, my mission and my message, is so many people are just sleepwalking through life. They're living the role that maybe their parents wanted them to do, a spouse, or, or what they think they're supposed to do. But if we can get clarity on what we really want in life, then we can intentionally start creating a plan in our life to move towards that. And again, I, you know, that's the thing that's so sad is so many people are living a reactive life kind of we're putting our energy into addressing what happens as opposed to taking steps to make it happen for us, moving towards something that, again, excites us and is meaningful. Man, you said so much there that I think you gave me about six different things. You know, I, I pride myself on actively listening because, you, you, you know, you don't get to get rich and not listen, right? You brought about right. six things there. I'm going to see if I can rapidly hit them all. Clarity is the, one of the first things you said. Tell us more about clarity. Yeah, so clarity, it's the starting. Every every book I've written, every course I've done, every talk I've given just about always starts with clarity. And it doesn't matter whether it's your business goals, it's your personal goals, it's your money goals. It's until we do the hard work of being completely brutally honest about where we are right now 
and then take the time to think through, okay, what is it we really want to move toward and get that clarity, that's the key. And, it, and most of the time, it, this, this, will, this amazes a lot of people when it comes to money clarity. I have one out of 20, so only 5% of people actually really know their money numbers, know where they are. So that means 95% of people out there just guessing, hoping things turn out all right. And I find it's the same thing with life, business, and personal goals. Sure. So that's really where we start is let's get clear on what we want. Let's be brutally honest about where we are, and then let's do something about it. Nah, I mean, that's all facts, man. If 1% of the world controls 96% of the world's income, at least that's you're it. 4% left, right? <laughs> and now you got, you know, 3% of the world would invest, so that means you got – what ninety seven percent of people fighting over one percent of the money. So you're spot on That's right it. there, man. That's spot yeah, spot on. Spot on. Now you also mentioned reacting. Like most people are reacting in life and I love it. And I know what you mean, but I'm I'm more than willing to submit because I know you got more to say about being a reactor. So just break that down for us in as much detail as you want about what did you mean about reacting and what should we do besides reacting. Well, and you cued it up perfectly that um, when we're not very clear and we're not intentionally, and that's a, that's an important word, that we're not very intentional about our life and our plan, uh, we're, we're going to be reacting to life. And a lot of times that reaction is we're, we're literally, and, and there's different quotes out there that, that are used a lot, but literally we'll, we'll be part of somebody else's plan, that 1%, right? Um, <laughs> so, so what we don't want to do is that be that passive participant in life. And so many things, I've worked with people helping them with money for so long now, but the principles and the lessons are the same across all these aspects of life we talk about, business, relationships, health even. And, and it's the same thing with, with this, um, this idea, and it's that if, we, if we're not very – if we're not very clear on where we're going, we're going to lose options because we're only we're only putting our energy into things when we're reacting after the fact. So, so a good example for me is with money. Is when I have clients or people that come to me, they're only showing up after something's bad happened. We have a lot mm. fewer options than if they were proactively. Okay, every year, every quarter, let's check this. Let's kind of tack like a sailboat, make sure we're adjusting along the way to get to where we're trying to go. So I think that's really the thing is the, the big difference that sets people apart, and we're, and we're nailing it all over the place right here, is that they're, they're, they're proactive participants in creating their life. It's really easy to be reactive, I think, because the world kind of gives it to us that way. But it's those that are successful that they, they're taking control over what they want. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay, man, let's do some. We're going to do some rapid fire. I've never done this before. This is the first time. But you just really? say so much that you give me like 15 <laughs> things to say every time you talk. So let's see if we can. Well, let's see. On a scale of 1 to 10, how important it is to be have clarity? Clarity, 10. Okay, sweet. On a scale of 1 to 10, how important it is it to have a vision? I think uh, the vision kind of go, goes in line with clarity. I think you're there. You're still 9, 10. Still sweet, sweet. Appreciate you. Now you also mentioned uh, vision clarity. So let me ask this, this tough question. Tough question ensues. Here we go. I'm going to challenge them, ladies and gentlemen. This is a tough right, question. So he, can, he can handle it. Here we go. What's it. your favorite color? All right, I'm gonna have to go with blue. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. There we go. There we go. Man, listen. Earlier, about ten minutes ago, maybe less than that, but you mentioned that you, you mentioned that I have a mission and I have a vision. And then you, you went mm -hmm. on to, to the clarity answer, but you mentioned it aligns with your mission and your vision. Do us a favor and tell us what is your mission and what is your vision for it, either yourself or your company. 
Sure, and, and it's really a personal mission, mission that um, I created a business to help me fulfill my 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 mission and vision. It's really it's kind of one of those things that's kind of fascinating is is I had to get really clear on who I was, what my strengths and weaknesses were, and what I wanted life to look like. And then I started creating a life that worked with that. And it's almost backwards, I think, from how most people do that. But but really, my one of the things is, and this goes way back, I've always enjoyed helping people move from where they are to where they want to go. And even though my background, I have 16 years in money and, and retirement planning, financial planning, so I'm kind of known for that. I get just as much fulfillment from helping somebody reach any goal. It's just helping somebody start from where they are, improve their situation, and maybe have something to do with them moving towards something that's that's important to them or meaningful to them. So that's really my mission. As far as a submission of of being so involved in the financial community, it's really the financial literacy problem that we have is there's so many people that that lose so much money that don't get the money they're entitled to that make so many mistakes just because they don't have good information and really understand their options on how to have a healthy relationship with money so really that that's one of the big things as far as a mission is is to to help people move forward because the tools and principles that work with money work with all these other aspects of life we keep talking about but that other is that if we can get um, start breaking the cycle of people having some basic literacy with money and finance and business and things like that, then we can break that cycle to where each generation is actually in worse shape as far as debt and, and other things than their parents were. So that's my goal. That's a good goal, man. That's a good goal. So I definitely have a, a very – we're going to go in a philosophical direction because you, you kind of mentioned something that I want to go towards. But before we do that, let's do our own mid-row here. Let's do our own commercial. You have a free book that you're giving away because you're so successful, right? You, you, in fact, I don't even want to call it a free book. You have a free resource that is in the form of a book that has a lot to do with money. Can you tell us about that and where they can get it from? Sure. This um, after after about eight to ten years of kind of this idea of me as a young man. Initially, I was I bought what the world sold us, right? All the marketing, all the campaigns, and I chased this trail of my value is how much stuff I've had, how much I accumulated, and and there was a shift. I st- the people I was working with, I was realizing there was more to it than that, and I was re- I started. I, one one in particular, and this is how this book actually starts, one in particular meeting, I had a meeting with a guy that I thought was my ideal client, the guy I wanted to be, multimillionaire, businessman by reputation, and I got a meeting. I was very excited. I went up to his driveway, drove up the, the, the winding lawn to his mansion, knocked on the door, and within 10 minutes, I realized this guy, his health was failing, his third wife had just left, and he was absolutely miserable. And it slapped me in the face because I'd, I'd been taught that it, that money equals happiness, right? That if you have enough mm. stuff, it, it, it takes care of everything. And I realized right then that you don't – it's not a choose either or. You have money or you're happy. It's you need to have a good relationship with money but make sure you're using it to do what I call true wealth. And a true wealth is a successful life with money, relationships, health, experiences and memories, and all those other things that people will tell you. Those are the things that are truly priceless. So you can have it all. So that's really the message, and that's what the 10 Investments for True Wealth, that book came from, and that was my first idea of putting that philosophy of the rich life, which is money and more, into play. And that's available. My publisher has it available now just for the cost of shipping at richlifebook.com. Wow. 
You know what, man? This is the second time you've done it. You, you did it right before I did our own little commercial, and you just did it again. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what you did. One of my favorite teachers is Neil Donald Walsh. And he is, yeah, yeah, you know, he's great. He, he's wrote the book, Conversation with God. He does a bunch of stuff, and he's a, I guess you could say a motivational speaker, but me, I mean, he's, he's a philosopher for sure. Right. That is for sure. And he says abundance is not what you have, it's what you are. It's who you are. And I promise you that's twice in a row before we talked about the book, and just now you basically said that. That abundance is not what you have, it's what you are. Can you break down even more of that for our audience? Yeah, I think if every, all our listeners here today, if they think about it, they all know somebody that's successfully financial and miserable. And, and I yeah. think that's, that, you know, and that's a good ending. And, and I saw that and I started seeing that over and over. Um, throughout life, and that's where it really started to disconnect from. Again, I, I call it what the world sells us because if you pay attention to the commercials we're watching from the time we're, we're babies, we're, we're sold that. If I just had this thing, those things, I'd have the pretty girl, the the big house, you know, all these things. And and but there's a disconnect, and I think that's it. It's about it's about who are you? Are you clear? You remember we talked earlier a little bit about part of my maturation as an entrepreneur was learning not trying to fit a mold of how I should run a business or what business I should run, but being very clear on who I am and then creating a business in a world that works with that. That's what made me successful was was being crystal clear on who I am and what works with that as a trend as opposed to trying to fit what somebody else did successfully. And sometimes that's, that's tough because we you know, we look we look at a model that's done something successful we want to do and it's it's natural to want to follow that, but sometimes if I'm not wired like that person, it's gonna you're gonna fail miserably. So it's a step back, yeah. understand yourself, and know. So it goes back to that thing, okay, who am I? What truly makes me happy? What lights me up? What's fulfilling to me? And how can I take one step today to move toward that? And to me, that's what wow. the rich life is. And that's my – it's not Confucius or anything crazy like that deep, but that's my philosophy is the philosophy of I think we're all here meant to stop sleepwalking through life and live your definition of a rich life. Absolutely, absolutely, man. You you definitely got a strong internal compass, and you seem to be the person that has the balls enough to follow it. And, you know, and that, that seems right. That seems to be the case. Where do you think you got this fortitude from to follow your own philosophy and not mine? You know, I think this is kind of funny. Uh, I think it's in trying to follow other things that didn't work. Yeah, it's the failures. And the the redirections and the frustrations that one day I woke up and 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 if you ever find yourself in an environment and sometimes it might be a you get out of town or you might be lucky enough to be in an event or a retreat I don't know what it is but where you can truly be yourself and it can be an eye opening moment to say hey I've been trying to be all these other things what if I can just live my life being who I really am and guess what? That's when other people resonate with you. That's when other people connect with you. That's when other people want to buy from you. That's when other people want to work with you. And that's when other people want to do life with you. So I think that's yeah. really the key, you know? No, no, man. I completely agree with that, man. There's a naysayer out there. I don't know who they are, but let's just, let's just <laughs> play like there's a naysayer out there, right? They didn't believe a word you just said. Right. What would you, if, if you know they didn't see it, so what would be your response to that? They didn't believe it. What would you say? You know what I would say, and and I don't want to be I don't want to slap somebody in the face with this, but I'd say okay, who's the most important person in your life? 
if you found out you had a month to live with them, what would be your priority and your goals? And they're going to tell you to spend every minute they could with that person, or they're going to yeah. tell you to make memories and experiences with that person. They're not going to be worried about um, did I that's, um, make an extra $100,000 this year. Um, sometimes some of those hard questions and scenarios like that make us realize, okay, what's really important and what do you really care about? Yeah, no, 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 that's that, that's good stuff. Gary Z, I heard him on a keynote. He was saying, you know, whenever he thinks he has a bad day or it takes a big loss, he just asks himself, you know, is my mom dead or my parents dead or my kids dead? Right. That's right. And yeah, as morbid as that sounds, it puts him back into reality of what's important. And right. I, I totally respect that. I totally respect that. What do you think about that that crazy morbid reality that Gary V painted that keeps him in check? You know, I think sometimes you've got to look at things. you got to do a mind shift. So it might be kind of a dark way to look at it, but sometimes that mind shift will actually be what breaks through. And it might be that thing that says, oh, wow, I didn't – yeah, that's that's hard. And it makes you think or it makes you do something a little differently because it is – we talked about that sleepwalking through life. I think it's very easy mm-hmm. for us to get in routines and ruts. And sometimes it's those hard things. And that's why why you love what Gary Vee says, right, is because he has – sometimes yeah. it'll shock you and say, whoa, I, I better think about that or wow. That was bold, but sometimes we yeah. need to be kind of like I said. Sometimes we need to be slapped upside the head to maybe think a little differently. And sometimes just just a mind shift can make all the difference in the world in shifting that direction a couple of degrees to to head in the right place. Yeah, sure, man. Sure, you know what you, you know what I'm picking up on you that is it's the number one thing I pick besides the fact that you're intelligent. Besides besides the fact that you're highly aware, which is two different things, audience. Intellect has nothing to do with awareness. Those are two totally different things. You can have a low level of intellect and a high level of awareness. And a great example of that is like Floyd Mayweather, right? He's not the smartest guy in the world, but he can make $900 million in one night, right? (laughs) So that's that's, that's a pretty high level of awareness right there, right? You know, definitely. So I'm definitely picking up on your awareness. But you think really fast. Do you know that? <laughs> Thank you. Well, I, I, again, I think that it's kind of like we talked about. When we're talking about topics that I love and I care about, it's just it's like a zone right now. I'm, I'm loving that. We can talk about <laughs> really, this for two right? hours. It's going to be like 15 <laughs> minutes, you know, and it's, it's cool. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, you're in it, man. You're in your genius level, man. And you're you're going <laughs> with these answers. And they're like, and you know, and I can, you know, and I'm catching you on your toes, and you're like, nope, I'm ready, buddy. I'm ready. Like, this is stuff I know, right? You know, stuff. It's amazing, man, just to witness it, man. No, it's, it's good to think on your feet. That being said, sure. now this time I am, I am going to ask you a hard question. Let's, let's dabble more into philosophy. Would have been popular in 1999 probably a little less popular right now, but let's talk about the matrix, okay? Let's talk about the matrix here for a second because now I'm a big believer in the matrix. It doesn't matter, you know, if anyone's watching or not, but the the, the thesis of the matrix is you're living in a dream world. They, they, we'll just say they, they have taught you what to believe, taught you what you see, taught you how to think. It's in every, it's in every place. It's in your church. It's in your religion. It's, in your politics, it's in your food, it's everywhere, and you're not living your life. The only thing you're actually doing is being a power source for the people in control. That's pretty much the gist of the matrix. That being said, because let's go deeper here, because I'm loving it, I'm loving the way you think. 
how much of that is do you think is true in respects to living the rich life, as you say, and what everyone else lives? You know, I think I think it's a great metaphor, the Matrix, and that I think there's just there, there's this. If you look, if you just step back and you look and you pay attention, and you can kind of see this this unconscious, a collective unconscious of people just literally. You look, you, you watch people find a good place to, to people watch, and they literally are just just kind of just zombies sleepwalking through the, doing their yeah. role as a parent, doing their role as a student, doing their role as a son, an employee, whatever that is, and 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 you get too far into that, and, and you're right, it's kind of indoctrinated. Here's what we should do. Here's what our parents thinks we should do. Here's what marketing thinks we should do. Here's you know and it, it, religion, everything. Here, here's what's expected, yeah. and and then um, what I usually find is is if you look even closer, you can see a dullness in people's eyes, mm. and wow. and what what happens is either something really like we talk about sometimes you need to be slapped in the face, kicked in the head, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, sometimes something bad happens. You lose somebody that's important to you. You 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 know house burns down. I mean, just something. And sometimes that'll be the thing that sparks. Wait a minute. There's more to it than this. There's more to wow. this than what I've been doing and what I've been buying, and and I do. I think that's I think that's that that that's like the step to where. Or you might hear something. Say somebody hears us talking. They're like, Oh my God, I've slept while I've been sleepwalking the last thirty years. Oh yeah, I gotta yeah. Do something oh about, yeah. You know, so yeah, something definitely. hits that spark, and that's where I think the the people that choose to do it, that's where they unplug from that machine there, right on the matrix, and they choose yep. to to run their own show. And I think that's I think that's the big difference, and I think you'll see that in common with people that are not just truly successful, but are truly successful and happy. Wow, wow. Okay, so a slap in the face question: yeah. People who are truly successful and happy that have unplugged, that are living their own rich philosophy, not their moms, not their dads. If you line up one thousand of them on a wall, excuse me. If you line up one thousand people on a wall. How many people on that wall would you say are actually living what you call the rich life? I think that's I think they've self selected. I think that's what it is, right? Those people that have yeah. unplugged. Um and, and and here's the beautiful thing about it that, that made it made this, this philosophy much more um flexible and much more encompassing than I than I intended it to be at first. But it's it's that most things out there when you when you take a course or you go to learn something, it's telling you step by step how to do a certain thing or how to here's what you need to do first and here's what you need to do second. Mm-hmm. The difference with your definition of a rich life is that mine is going to be different than yours, yeah. and yours is going to be different than those thousand other people that are lined up. The key is the steps to get that clarity. And, and be committed to finding out what is that for you. Am I committed to be bold enough to live that and move towards that in my life, knowing that if more people in this world showed up and lived their definition of a rich life, it's going to be better for everybody. Yeah, man, yeah, all facts, man. I'm, I'm, I'm truly with that. Let's let's go deeper then. Since you're since you're since you're smart enough to handle it, let's, let's go <laughs> even deeper, right? Let's let's go even deeper. All right, so we got it all. Bo, you're doing a good job. I hear you, but still, it's their fault. It's not my fault, okay? You just don't understand my life, Bo. You don't get it, what happened to me, what they did to me. What would you say 
to that audience member. It's without, you know, you can't, uh, kind of as a con to upfront, you can't ever pretend to understand what somebody else's lived that's not you. That That's, that's fair another fair maturity fair thing, right? But at the same time, good or bad, until me, you, any of us take responsibility for what's happened, we can't do anything about it. We we totally right. if it's their fault, they own the they own the power, they own the control, and I can't do anything about it. So That's it's right. really a hundred percent responsibility for your life. Even you know it might really not even be fair, but if I don't take responsibility, I can't do anything about it. That's right. That's right. In some cases, it just flat out isn't fair, but it's not your problem. Right. right? And your problem is too. And the reason I brought it up is because you said those people on that wall were self-selected. And that's probably the favorite part of this interview that I like so far. Because that was a bold statement you said. Self-selected. That, 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 wow, it just does so much. It, 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 it helps you with evolution. But then you talk about self-evolution. Like, they decided themselves this is what's going to happen. How much power would you say the average human being has over their life you know i think i definitely we talked about i think we all have so so there's a there's a story and i think you're going to really like this i think our listeners sweet uh or an idea of of life school and it's actually in this book this 10 investments book and the idea with life school is um the 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 analogy is we live in life that's like a school right and and you think about it, it's like to go to middle school, we got to get through elementary school, and to get to high school, we got to get through middle school. To go to college, we got to get through high school. So we all have a curriculum. The, the thing with life school is the curriculum's different for everybody. Some people have much tougher curriculums, but that's theirs to go through. That's what they they deal here. But the thing where life school really was an idea when I got this idea, okay, my my um my job is to get through my curriculum, whatever that is. However, that was that was made and laid out for me, uh, there, there were some precepts. A very wise guy taught me, a very wise man, and it said this idea of life school, in life school, number one, there's no mistakes, only valuable lessons. <laughs> and the second was each time a mistake is repeated, it will become more painful. Mm. And a mistake, will be repeat, uh, a, a mistake will be repeated until the lesson is learned. Mm. And then the last thing is that the latest, the, the hardest gift to learn or the hardest lesson to learn is to choose love over fear, which that sounds really getting getting very um, spiritual in a way. But if you yeah, think about it, every, de- every decision we make, option A versus option B, one is rooted more towards fear and one's more to, rooted more towards love. And if you can – oh, man, we're getting deep on this one, brother. But <laughs> um, but, but but if we can – and that's something it, – It's when you're there, if you can start making it a habit, okay, here's my two choices or my three choices, which one yeah. um, is based more of a decision based in love, it's hard to steer you wrong when you start practicing that. All facts. All facts. And so, I mean, not now – oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, but but even even on a, on a, a smaller – on a – on not quite a deeper level, the biggest thing, hey, there's no mistakes, only valuable lessons. Um, a lesson's going to be repeated until it's learned, and every time we have to repeat it, it's going to be more painful. We can all relate with that when we think about an example in our lives. Absolutely. 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 So you, you remind me of two things that I want to bring up. Let's bring up Oprah first. 
Oprah, okay. right, dude, you're being compared to Oprah right now, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oprah was doing a keynote at Stanford, and ladies and gentlemen, you can Google not Google. Well, I guess it's Google because Google owns YouTube. You can YouTube. And then type in the search bar, Oprah, there are no mistakes. And then I promise you, if you look at the four-minute clip, you'll see it. But you can look at the whole Stanford interview, and towards the very end, she says this. And here's what she says, my man. She says, I just want to end with this. She tells, like, let, me just, let me just say this real quick. There are no mistakes. In life, there are absolutely no mistakes. Failure is just that thing that moves you in a different direction. It's that thing that tells you, fool, that's why you go to school, right? So mm-hmm. CBS can call you, which is a reference to the early part of the video. And then this is what she said was just powerful. Failure, is, it just takes you on a longer road to where you're already going. And the key to get past failure is to be and ask yourself, what's my next right move? And as long as you ask yourself, what's my next right move, and go from next right move to next right move to next right move, pun intended, you will be living your rich life. What do you think about that? I love it. You know, uh, what what that, it totally resonates in that, um, that that's really the key is that, that with this idea of, of life school, of of making making the choices for the, is that fear. I mean, uh, failure, which most people spend their life shying away from, and that's what I think puts them in the sleepwalk zone. Right? I'm not going to yeah. push too hard. I'm not going to push too far. I'm not going to be too bold because it's safe here. But that yeah. failure is the lesson I need to learn to go to my next class in my curriculum that something was put into me long ago. You know, um, so failure is actually. The less, I mean, it's not a bad thing. That's the thing I need to go to the next level. Good stuff. Good you stuff, know? man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. It sounds like you got more to say on that. Keep going. It sounds no, like no, you're in your not, zone again. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're good. It's, it's just that it's, that's the it, it really changed, that that whole concept changed my life because uh, there was a point where where I could finally wake up in the morning, and if things were good. I could I could practice gratitude and be thankful for the things that are good. Mm. If things now weren't good, gratitude. I don't. Yeah, if, and, and the other. So it was the other way. Things weren't good. Something wasn't right. I could still be thankful that hey, there's a lesson here. I know what le- I know. Wow. I know what I need to do. I need to learn this lesson as soon as possible because it's what I need to move forward. So wow. then, it, then it kind of becomes even when the, I, I, I realize that the bad can become the good when you realize there's a valuable lesson in it. Wow. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Bro, you sound like someone that's been through some stuff. You, you don't get oh, this yeah. wise. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you're like, you didn't just read a book and go, you know what? I want to have some awareness here. No, no, that's not the way it works. <laughs> that's not the way it works. You, you, you have this intelligence about you that surpasses intelligence. So you've obviously been through stuff. I joke with, with church folk or religious folk. I tell them the people who shout the loudest in church are the people who live the worst lives, and now they can right. appreciate, right? They can appreciate where they are now because that's why that shout is so loud, right? There's a lot of truth in that. There's a lot of truth in that. Right now, your right. shout is very loud, but it's a shout of gratitude. I can hear it in every – it's oozing off your every word. You got this gratitude so loud. 
tell me about these dark times you've had that makes your gratitude so bright and loud. You know, it's um, and, and again with a lot of what we've talked about, I think that's where you find that's where you have those aha moments. That's where you have the breakthroughs. It's not it's not when things are pretty. It's not when the path un- unfolds like you want it to. And I mean, and, and I've got story after story. It could be financially losing everything that happened yeah. um, and having to build it back. It could be. Mm literally losing losing loved ones um and partners yeah. um and and things like that and then then again just just kind of that that hard lesson of, of spending so much of my young life trying to be this role of what I thought the world wanted me to be and needed me to be and realizing that I was fooling myself and that the best thing I can be is what I was made to be and and going through the process of figuring that out and I'm I'm and I'm 42 and I'm still figuring it out but Wow, it, it's a process, right? So, so I think that it's, it's those things. I mean, I've got all the, you know, uh, without getting into a lot of, of specifics, because I, I know we have some some time constraints. But it is relationships, um, physical health. I've, I've had some battles with with winning that back, and then it's just a lot of that was self induced from stress and other things from, yeah. from trying to trying to impress somebody, you know. And at the end yeah, of the day, yeah, that gets us all right. Yeah, at the end of the day, what matters is, um, to me, is what can I do, what is it I can do? I, and I think this is a good thing, too, to, to throw out there when it comes to success with money and to me ultimately success with life, is what's the one thing I can invest in that can't be taken away from me? Mm. And That's my dad good. actually taught me this lesson, and it's other people. Because by investing in other people that yeah, can never be taken away from me and that will live, I guarantee you that lives beyond me. So, so that's so that comes into a promise. Uh, then it comes into okay, financially I have what I need. Now, what can I do to make sure that um, I'm making an impact? Because I think something's wired within most of us anyway that we want to we want our our time here to, to mean something. And, and then I think that's another part of fulfillment and happiness that as we kind of climb that ladder or climb our curriculum, like we talked about, is, we want to, okay, what kind of legacy am I going to make an impact? And sometimes an impact can be, it doesn't have to be, you know, making a hundred million, uh, several billion dollars or whatever. Sometimes yeah. it can just be volunteering at the, the Boys and Girls Club and making a difference in lives that way, whatever that is, you know. But what is that when we start thinking that way? I think that's where where some fulfillment and meaning, and then you can step back and think, hey, you know what, I'm not so concerned about what I earned this month as I am when I look back 20 years from now to see what I've accomplished. Sure, man, sure. You mentioned something for half a second. It was real quick, and, and, and you're, you're successful. And I'm very I'm, – I'm, first off, let me, just, let me just acknowledge you, man. Let me just honor you because, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, we're here to help – you know, reach an audience, and I do want to, you know, tell people about your book. His book is in show notes, ladies and gentlemen, and everywhere else to reach and buy from him is in there too. But I just want to honor you for just sharing your energy with me, right? You know, like you, like anybody successful and big on our energy, and you don't have to do it. You just don't have to do it. And I can definitely feel it. That being said, I want to respect the energy that I heard earlier because I want you to help somebody out there. Well, you've already helped them, but I want you to help somebody in a specific category. And I don't know why I'm going to do this. Try not to rip your skin off, okay? Try try not to rip your skin off because I'm about to ask you something a bit personal, but try not to rip your skin off. You mentioned 
in those dark times, losing partners, right? You mentioned that. <laughs> now, without giving your details, unless you want to, someone out there, someone in our audience, they just lost a partner, and it's hard. Right. They, right? They can't keep their clarity, right? All the good things you're saying, they know it, and they do it, but now they can't find it. Right. What would you say? How did you get back? Well, and I think that was, and I'll tell you, one of the worst, there was, there's really two big, big losses. One was my dad when he was only 49 years old and I was 23 and, um, early, early death there. And it was a, that was kind of an interesting relationship in that me and my dad kind of butted heads until the last couple of years. And then I understood why he wasn't around on the weekends and it was because he was working. So I had opportunities he didn't have, but I didn't understand mm. that until I was grown enough. And luckily we had a couple of years of appreciation with that. That was a big yeah. loss. And, and lessons I've learned in a lot of the philosophies I learned in retrospect, looking back at my life as a, as a, as a child, really, as a kid, really. Uh, the second was, um, a young lady that I dated for several years that actually, actually had a freak accident ground. Wow. And that was, that was tough. And that one was even tougher on me than my dad, because, yeah, you know, you don't expect a, a 28, 29 year old to just, go away forever. And yeah. so that was tough. And I think, I think if I can tell anybody where they are is that, Hey, there's hope. Yeah. But give yourself, don't, I think one of the worst things you can do is act like you're not look like, act like it doesn't hurt. Give mm. yourself time to grieve. If it takes six months, it takes a year, it takes whatever it takes. Give yourself time to grieve, but also remember that, it, that at some point, um, come back to you and, and start getting clarity mm. on you. And we start taking those steps we talked about is, okay, who am I? Where am I right now? I might have just taken a big hit and taken some steps back because of these things that have happened. But but where am I right now? I'm going to be brutally honest. Where do I want to go? Where do I want to be in a year, three years, five years, ten years? And what's one step I can take today? But at the wow. same time, give yourself grace. If you can't do it today, it's okay. Because the worst thing I've seen is somebody try to push through something because then it will blow up on you later if you don't give yourself time to grieve. Amazing, amazing. I like this. Come, come back to you. Well, let's take it out of death, drought. And sorry about that, man. I, 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 That's I, all right, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that sucks a lot, but I do appreciate you helping people with that part of your story. So, someone out here, actually, thousands of people out here, they're not going through that bad, but they lost themselves. And you just said a very powerful phrase come back to you can you and you went deep into it too but i want to ask you to find a way somehow to manifest even deeper and tell us all how we can come back to us and start living or taking at least the steps towards being in the rich life yeah and i think we've hit it i think there's a um ask yourself a question um am i living a life that's the best version of myself am i living a life that lights me up i love that phrase lights me up for some reason <laughs> and you commented on the energy, right? It's it's when somebody yeah. starts talking fast and their eyes kind of brighten up or light up. That's when I know I'm getting them close to what what that rich life is for them. And yeah, yeah you know, and and let's start. You know, if if you can't answer yes to that, then do you owe it to yourself to find yourself? You know, we kind of said it that way. Mm. Do you owe it to yourself to find yourself? And not just that. You know, some people will. There's a martyr component that that comes up that yeah i'm not going to do that because i'm going to be the ultimate parent 
partner, all these other things. But all you're doing is you're robbing those people that you're using mm-hmm. as an excuse to not live your best, your rich life. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's you know I think that's another important question to say. Hey, I think it makes perfect sense unless I unless I'm missing something that me living the best version of my, my life is the best thing I can do for myself, my community, my family, and really the world as a whole. Wow. Good job, man. You, 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 you've just, I mean, uh, we can do this for hours. And I really want to, so I'm not just saying <laughs> that. Like, I really not, I'm not just, I can just get you to talk and talk. And I'm one of those, those hosts, of, you know, you, you know how you do some radio shows and the host makes it all about them and then they, they get you to talk for a little bit and you realize, oh, okay, this is a you, this is a verbal masturbation fest for you, right? Right. You know, right. so like that, yeah, for the host. No, I love letting, you know, the interviewer talk over and over and over because it's all about you. And I've just enjoyed every single thing you said. So I, I'll let you make it. I'll ask one more question. Maybe maybe I'll come up with another one. Because, I, listen, I have no script. I'm just actively listening <laughs> and letting you take us where we are, right? That's the best I way to do a, it. I, that's it. That's it, man. I have a, I have a teammate. Now, now the great thing is she, she is she was my first employee. And she's highly successful. I, I, I've been fortunate enough to make her a millionaire. Her name is Grace Sandals. And she's going to listen to this podcast because she listens to all of them. She is like, although I got tons of fans, sitting in my core of my team is one who is Grace. And she has a million dollar, or plus over a million dollar net worth. And she consumes this podcast as if it was, you know, her second Bible. Yeah. She's going to listen to you. She has no idea I'm doing this right now, and I've never done it at all. Grace has everything. She, I mean, she's great. She has everything going for her. She has no problems that I can just foresee that you would fix. She's just hungry as hell, brother. She's just hungry, right? Yeah, she wants a billion-dollar real estate empire, and right now, she's living her dreams. All her money comes from her money, making herself money. That's it. And right, that, that's it. And then she's also the leader of my sales team, and she's the number one salesperson on my team. She just got a cash bonus yesterday. She's freaking awesome. There, there's nothing here to correct. What would – if actually, just – not what would you say. What did you feel in the energy of this conversation? Because she's going to listen to you, brother. She's taking notes. She's right. excited about you right now, right? Talk to her in your own way, whatever you know, your energy says. Give her something. Yeah, you know, I think it's a great situation to be in and, and that things are going good, uh, things are successful. The, the one thing I would say is always make sure – as we're growing and we're building, and, and you know, you hear the phrase grinding, make let's always keep a check that it's moving us towards exactly what we want. Because rarely, what we want is just to make more money, right? <laughs> and, yeah. And, and you know, is it? I mean, and it could be have the house in Costa Rica, um, volunteer, travel the world. I'm, that's that's up to you. But let's let's make sure we're always tying that back. And are those things meaningful and fulfilling? Because one yeah. thing I've seen that, that will tie back into the, the key story that starts that book is I've seen a lot of miserable multimillionaires. And, mm. But we flip that switch. I've seen people make millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars that do so much good in the world. 
because Absolutely. it's aligned with the kind of things we're talking about. You know, so if your mission can hold it, keep going. Just keep going. Keep it bigger and bigger. And, and the reason I say it that way is because, honestly, to some people, their rich life, they're fine with $100,000 of income and very little expenses, and that that's that they're just happy. That's fun. That's their yeah, that's good. their pro. You know, if I want a hundred million and you want a hundred thousand, I'm not right more than you, or vice versa. Right? Yeah, it, it it's really in line with what makes you happy and fulfilled. And maybe that person with a hundred thousand has a you know they they're able to to balance their family life in a little easier way Absolutely. than I'm challenged to because of of all the coming and going and traveling I'm doing. So 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 all those things, I think that's hey, great position to be with. But I think if there was one thing. And this is just coming from me, from you, from you sharing this. One thing yeah. is realize life teaches us we can be successful with money, or we can, or we can be successful with life. And I'm, I'm the guy out here promoting, and I'm going to tell you, you can have both. And I think you mm. can choose to have both. I love it. I love it. And, and let's just be clear on the facts, audience. If you have ten thousand dollars coming in a month, and you have, I mean, after all your expenses, that is equivalent to being a 10 millionaire. That That's equivalent. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Clearing $10,000 a month after all your expenses, I promise you, you are living a millionaire lifestyle. I promise you. I'm sure Bo would agree with you because at the end of the day, if your expenses are taken care of, man, you're doing a good job. You're definitely doing a good job. Bo, it's been a pleasure. No, go ahead and respond to that. I'm going to do one more thing for you. No, man, you know, so so it's funny what, what's come to me is it's funny when we get into this, and again, my, my background, the clients, it's all about money, but it's so funny when we really get into being rich, how little we've talked about money. <laughs> it's kind of funny <laughs> how that works. But, I, but I've, got a, I've got a money story, too, that kind of ties into that last, that last piece oh, yeah, you're saying about, hear. hey, yeah. the guy with $10,000 a month um, net income richer than, than some other things. So so I, I tell a story of, of a surgeon and an electrician. And this was this was a few years ago in my office and it stuck out to me because these two guys were the same exact age. They're fifty one year old men. One was a surgeon, had a million dollar base income. Mm. Drove up in a Maserati, talked we you know, we looked at his lake houses, talked about all the you know, guy hit the American dream. I mean just had that yeah. kind of million dollars. My other guy was was an electrician, he was a one man shop. He he Worked out of his van, missing a couple of teeth, just a country guy, went out there, and that's what he did for, you know, the last 30 years. Now, uh, here's where it gets interesting. We sat down and actually looked at the numbers. Remember that clarity piece, knowing your numbers? My surgeon was spending about $1.2 a year, and he was actually dead oh. broke. Yeah. Right? And, and, if, and if you saw him, again, that, that's the guy that you would say had, had lived the American dream. My my little my country electrician missing the teeth, they'd lived off about thirty thousand dollars a year. He made about fifty five and he had two point three million dollars in his in his checking account. Wow. So that's I tell that story incredible. especially when I talk in schools and things, I tell that story to say that's another thing too, when you're when you're comparing yourself and all this and other a lot of times it's not what it looks like. And in that, that example, my my guy that had fifty percent profit, my the the electrician was much richer than the the surgeon that that had a million dollar paycheck. Wow! You know what, buddy? So you, you just changed yeah. you just changed the name of the podcast, man. You did. You just changed What's the name that? of the podcast. The surgeon and the ele- the surgeon and the electrician with both. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. So that we, was we, it, we, man. That we, was the we, we had to give him a money tip. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was it, brother. That was it. That was the one thing you were supposed to do today was tell that story. That story. For the record, my, my surgeon man was two hundred thousand dollars negative. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean it? I mean yeah, two hundred thousand dollars negative. That's crazy. And wow. Man, Bo, you're amazing, brother. Tell us about your book one more time. And then tell us how we can find you. You know, uh, check out the book. I think if you really, if you resonate, and I have a feeling people that that are attracted and listen to this show are going to resonate with a lot of the the conversation we've had today, it's really a philosophy. And I think you start with the right philosophy, and that leads to success in all areas of life. And I really took a lot of of wisdom from a lot of – I was blessed to work with, with a lot of clients over the years, much older than me early on, and they taught me so much wisdom. And that philosophy, and I think a good idea with a lot of good ideas and a lot of exercises, actually. How do we get clarity? How do we define our rich life? You can find that at richlifebook.com. My publisher is only going to charge you the shipping. They've they've allowed me to continue to promo this book this year. And it's actually what's funny. It's my first book I wrote, and I've 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 written nine now. But that first book, which is the core philosophy, is still my favorite, and I think it always will be. So check Amazing. out richlifebook.com, and uh, if you want to want to see more about podcasts and things I'm doing there, uh, Bo Henderson, B-E-A-U Henderson.com is is a my platform site there. All right, all right. We'll make sure that's in the show notes. Man, listen, Grace, I want you to buy – well, not you don't have to buy I want you to go to the website in the show notes and, and get his book because you're, you're, you're a money girl, so go ahead and do that. All my staff is going to be listening, and all of you listening, I want you to do me a favor. I want you – actually, let me just compliment all of you, audience, because I looked at my statistics last week, and this is crazy. Okay, Bo, you're going to love this. This is crazy. The average listening time of this podcast is an hour and 27 minutes. Woo, nice. I've never seen that before in my life, okay? It's like going to the movies. Never seen I got 10 podcasts. This is clearly – the one that just defies all the odds. So you all, you sit here. I'll put two-hour episodes up, and you sit and you actually listen for more than the average person, and I'm so grateful for you, and Bo is so grateful for you. Do me a favor. Extend the love and dedication you have to me to Bo. So go out there, and whatever you would do for me, do for him. Join the social networks, buy his products, get the book for free, respond to him and email just be put my community in his community because at the end of the day that's all we got is community and we ought to be able to share them what you think about that bo hey the same big mission we're just connected by our our different um experiences and and different versions of that same big mission that comes together and you know yeah check out the book at richlifebook.com but also what i would love the audience to do um, sure Think about it for a few minutes, but but let me know. You can do it on Facebook, or, or you can go through 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 the show, and, and it'll get back to me. I'd like to know what is your definition of a rich life. It mm. always fascinates just me. Stuff. It's always really motivating to hear that. Yeah, just tell. What would you like them to tell you? To tell it to you. Well, on your social yeah. media, on email. Yeah. Which one? Yeah, just at bowhenderson.com or on bowhenderson.com. Yeah. All right. So we're both bowhenderson.com, bowhenderson Facebook. That would be up there. Give him some feedback. Listen, the more you communicate with him, it's the more he can tailor his delivery and products around your philosophies, what you think, 
The more comments, the better his services get for you. So please do that, Bo. It's been a plum please pleasure. As Les Brown would say, I do appreciate you. One more thing I want you to do, give anybody, for any reason, a word of encouragement in your own way to end this out. Hey, you know what? I hope after this time, it was really, it was nice to have this talk. It was kind of a deeper talk than I, than a lot of these conversations go. So I truly <laughs> do wish everybody here a healthy, wealthy, fulfilling life. And like I said, I'm just going to leave you with that. I would love to know one day here what your definition of a rich life is. So I appreciate it. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Antonio T. Smith, Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. Meet Peter. Peter wants to live his dreams. He searched online to find training that will help. Then he came across Plant Better University. Plant Better University is the Netflix of personal development. Every month, new classes are added to bring value to your membership. Become a master of finance, personal development, sales training, business, real estate, investing, public speaking, health, psychology, and more. Imagine if you could get a master's degree of information on any topic of your dreams for a price lower than a Netflix membership. Become successful simply because success is your birthright. Contact us today. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training, and I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates 
up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.